Hello and welcome to Euphoria, the podcast all about the great, glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name is Roland Bodenham and as ever I am joined by my co-host and as Elena Paparizzi said in 2005, never leave me and believe me, you will be the sun in my raining season. It's the wonderful <laughs> Isabel Chilman. That was a bit wet, wasn't it? You lost it, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Please never leave. I mean, uh, not, it's nice to hear from someone. <laughs> someone at least wants you nearby. Uh, near enough. In the general vicinity. Somewhere hi. close enough. Hi, Isabel. Hi, Roland. H- how's it going? I'm all right, thanks. I had a bit of a nightmare, haven't I? Oh, God. With the cat. Oh, with the cat, yeah. Cattails. Cattails. Woo! Um, she had a bit of a poopy bum bum, didn't she? Had a she? Shit, shitty butt. She had a poopy bum bum. Sorry so to start I, the podcast with that. <laughs> so I had to, um, as anyone who's ever owned a cat before will understand, this is not an easy task, but I had to get the cat in the shower oh. to clean off her bum bum. Cats don't like showers. Bum. No. They're not used to them. No. And to make it even worse, um, I was on the phone to my mate when I realised... <laughs> that she had a poopy bum because she was going outside. And so quite loudly on the phone, I went, ah, oh, the cat's got diarrhea all down her leg, just as my really attractive neighbour went into his flat. Uh, it's understandable. You're a caring cat mum. It's fine. Yeah, it's a great. positive attribute to have. She's fine now. Good. Well, um, let's uh, begin the podcast in the same way we begin every podcast mm. with a lovely little uh, question. Isabel. Yes, would you like yes. a bottle of, mm. because I have several bottles lying mm. around my flat and they've got to be drunk before I go away, a lovely bottle of Prosecco from Italia. Oh, oh I'm so excited. <laughs> Do you want some Prosecco? Yes, please. Okay, excellent. Get the glasses. I've got the glasses. Oh. Yeah. How's your week been? It feels like it's been really long already, mate. Oh, We're God. On a Tuesday. My We're weeks on a Tuesday. are going too fast. Because you're going, Roland, leaving me. He's leaving me for New York. <laughs> um, that's true. But uh, yeah, no, it's slightly terrifying. I've got like four, five weekends left. That's nuts. Um, yeah, so it's it's slightly worrying, but that's fine. It's all, it's one of those things where you go, it's, all fine. it's fine. It's fine. And you, your voice goes too high yeah. so everyone can tell you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine. The thing is, is the, the amount of conversations, the amount of conversations I've had with people where people, where the question is, Oh, so you're looking forward to going away? And like, I have the same answer. So that if anyone is around me for longer than like 10 minutes, they hear me like do the same line of like, oh, I probably won't really, it won't sink in until I'm on the plane and I, don't, I realize I don't have a return well, ticket. I wouldn't even think about yeah, it until exactly. I'm about three months in. Yeah. I go, oh, bloody hell, this is my life now. Yeah. And you just sound like an idiot, like repeating things, but you yeah. kind of have to have that set yeah. line, don't you? Uh, here we go. I'm just going to do this. Pop. It's going to go loud. Ready? Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Did I, t- did I terrify Pats? Is Pats all right? No, I think she liked it. <laughs> she likes it. That's She's fine. It's all right. Let's have a listen. Yeah, but it's the fizz with the Prosecco, isn't it? Get that. Get that. Bloody get that down yeah. your ear rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Drink it up. Drink, drink that up. Just drink that sound right up. Here you are, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to Eurovision. Nice. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Ah. Um. Very nice. I've got some other news. Are we going on to news now? No, no, no. Oh, this is me just personal news. stuff. Go on, tell news me about the, me. Tell me the you news. I saw a celebrity today. <gasps> celebrity spotting mm-hmm. with Isabel Chilman. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, tell and me it's the a celebrity. Bloody good one. Shit, is it? Walking up from office on Kingsway yeah. in Holborn. Yeah, yeah. It's manic at five thirty. Yeah. Full of people pouring in out the station. 
me carrying all of Roland's podcast gear with oh, this yeah, right look on my face because no one was moving out of my way. Yeah. Because obviously they couldn't tell how heavy the bag was. It's heavy. It's heavy. And who walked towards me? Gareth Gates! <gasps> no! Gareth Gates! Gareth Gates! Put an immediate smile on my face. It yeah, did. I bet it did. Brightened up my day. Oh, wow. Good for Gareth Gates. He was very tanned and quite toned. Ex- and very fresh-faced. He still looks 21. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always going to have a baby face, isn't he? Ex-pop star, pop star, now businessman, isn't he? Oh, yeah, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, what's his Fo- company that he has? I it's can't like remember. Jam or something. He followed our, br- <laughs> our brand. Jam. <laughs> He followed our brand on Twitter. It's something is as ridiculous as that. Yeah. It's Gareth Gates, lovely jams. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. No. Like pomegranates or something. Yeah. <laughs> something outrageous. Yeah. Good for him. Good for you. Good for me. Yeah, good for you mainly. Really happy. Good. He didn't help mm. you with your bag though. No, he was very busy and going opposite I'm directions. Sure he was. So that's yeah. fine. Doing his business it's meetings. Totally okay. Buy my pomegranates. <laughs> 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 That's Aww. not his business. Anyway, uh, speaking of that, let's go straight into Eurovision news. Uh, again, pff, not loads of Eurovision news. The Melody Festival and dates have been confirmed, um, and they are set to be between with all the semi-finals between the third of February, twenty eighteen. And the 10th of March, 2018, a full month of Melody Festival. Thank you, Sweden. Uh, So it's still a way away, but uh, the dates are in and people can enter their stuff now. So um, get your song in, mate. Get your get me. Oh, bloody hell. Uh, Yeah, maybe I should. Find a Swede. Find a Swede. I wish. Get them to do the song. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, don't (laughs) Don't we all, mate? Don't we all. Don't we all. Oh, God. Uh, There's not too much else news. We know, I mean, there's the, obviously, um, if you're following Eurovision, there's a lot of talk about Salvador and his condition Mm. at the moment. He's uh, in hospital, I think still awaiting surgery. However, I mean, it's a, it's a changing condition. I think yeah. it would be a bit remiss of us to talk in too much detail about the situations between yeah. now and, and when this comes out, it could change. So, I mean, it's safe to say our thoughts are with him. And actually, uh, summing up uh, our thoughts um, is none other than the wonderful Alexander Ryback. Oh, um, dream babe. Dream babe. Get ready of of all to time. love him even more. Uh, when the news came out about Salvador's condition, uh, Alexander Ryback um, sent out a message on Facebook uh, that said the following Salvador you amazing man earlier this year you proved us the impossible not only did you have a heart for two but you had a heart power for millions of people all over mm-hmm. the world now I hope you feel the love from all of us when you need it the most eat rest laugh cry watch a lot of stupid movies and embrace our support from Norway and beyond hashtag Rise Salvador. Um, so we'll oh, so we'll we'll leave it at that, I think. And obviously, we wish him all the best and uh, to get well very soon. Yeah, uh, and we'll keep everyone updated as news comes in on that. Uh, let's move straight on to some any other business. Um, some lovely uh, emails today uh, coming from people all over the world. Um, our first email comes from one Graham Dobson from the... <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> you know who that is. Uh, I'm just going to read this uh, out. It's a uh, subject line. Hello from San Francisco. Dear Isabel and Roland, first off... <laughs> Hi, Graham. First off, full disclosure, I've known Roland since he was born. No! 
However, despite that, <laughs> you're my favourite, Isabel, and I think I love you. <laughs> oh, you don't, 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 don't. Uh, I have heard so much about Graham oh. uh, since I first met Roland, and I am goddamn desperate to meet him. I know, right? Yeah, so you still desperate. haven't met. Still haven't met. It'll happen, Graham. Me and you one day will be together. <laughs> You can't hold us apart. No, 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 no. Nope. It'll happen. Uh, Graham goes on to say, I was a big old Eurovision fan in my closeted 1970s youth, but moving to the States... <laughs> but moving to the States meant that the opportunity to watch the show and follow all the build-up was non-existent to begin with when I first moved here and then required research on the interweb. Uh, and then in brackets, not happening. That is until the last two years when Eurovision has finally been shown on American TV. I introduced my husband Mick to it this year. Hi, Mick. And, and he watched it for the very first time and was an instant convert. Finally understood what all the fuss was about. He immediately suggested we go to Portugal next year. Wow. Pick Br- me up on route. I know, right? Uh, Graham says, I'm loving the idea of an American version, especially if it includes all of the Americas and is hosted by Rue Paul. <gasps> Oh Wouldn't my god, who else could it be hosted by? Rue Paul, every year. It would have to be. Every year. Uh, I feel like maybe maybe Rue, if it's not hosted by Rue, maybe Rue could take a Jon Ola kind of role as in like Master, oh, of, master of Ceremonies, Mistress no, of Ceremonies. that would really well. Yeah, so that would be pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Because you know they'd end oh. up getting one of them... What's he, what are the idiots like? Ryan Seacrest. Oh, it would be bloody Seacrest. Yeah, it would it? be Seacrest. He does everything. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, Graham says, I just wanted to say hi. I have listened to every episode and apart from some of Roland's more boring stories <laughs> and some pretty dreadful songs, uh, the Euro Lover, anyone, I agree. Uh, I have been very entertained on my walks to and from work. One minor criticism, in brackets, you knew it was ha- it was coming. Mm. Roland, as much as I loved RSVP and Let's Get Down to Business, do you think your songs are becoming a little samey? Oh. Where are the soaring ballads that we can hold up lighters to? What about the sensitive folk song? How about a 70s style light rock number? Yeah. I think that electropop is becoming too much of a crutch for you. There, I said it. Brackets. Sorry, not Sorry. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing. Great stuff. Graham, P.S. Roland, of course, I love you too. Oh, Graham. Graham, Graham I would say that would you, would you tell <laughs> Robin, would you tell Robin to stop being to stop an electro pop? No. Mediocre. I've got a style. Balance that people like. I'm an auteur. I've got a style and I'm going to stick with my style. Yeah. I think that's fair. I'm not, Graham. I'm not Madonna. I'm not going to reinvent myself every week. He's- He's gonna make us both millions one day. <laughs> I think I him. think Graham gave up on that years ago. <laughs> He's going to make us millions, okay? Uh, maybe one day. One song, one song. I don't. Wait, I don't mate. like. It's fine if they're all samey. They'll all be samey. But then one song will break through, and that'll be my one go. Uh, let's move on. We do have a. That'll be your dad, Samson. That'll be my dad, Samson, and I'll retire, just like Daz has done. Has he? Uh, Let's move on. We got another email. Thank you, Graham, for that email. That was lovely to hear from you. We have another email. Uh, Subject line, good morning, afternoon, evening. It says, hey, guys. Hey, guys. I'll say, actually, this is from uh, a uh, regular emailer. It's been a little bit of a while, uh, named Thomas Barlow. Ah. It starts, hey, guys. Hope things are well. Congratulations, Roland, with a new job. Thanks. I feel envious of chance that you'll be closer to him and further from me. But what can I do? Move to New York. Um, (laughs) um, I've been traveling around Eastern slash Central Europe 
for the last few months oh, wow. and uh, for the last few weeks sorry and due to complications with my bulgarian sim card i had no internet during my lovely seven hour bus journeys your podcast helped ease the pain considerably oh lovely stuff yeah, help, help me. during my voyage i heard several eurovision songs the first was Romania's from 2015, followed by Johnny Logan's What's Another Year, both of which were played in the same restaurant. Great restaurant. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> I want to like go there. Eurovision-themed restaurant. Um, uh, in a hostel in Budapest, I heard Waterloo, and whilst climbing a hill in Ukraine, Yodelit was in the background in a cafe. Shut up. Perfect. Uh, but none of this compared to Chobo, or Chobo, Chobo. Uh, I should point out that I hitchhiked for a large portion of my journey. Thomas sounds amazing. Like his life. his best life. I know. Um, uh, and was picked up by Chobo in the south of Hungary. His English was limited, so the only way we connected was music. He pressed play. God, and the- just sing alternate lines of, of <laughs> no. Jedward's yeah. lipstick to each other and then fell in love. Uh, well, no, he says he, play, he pressed play and the first song was Heavy Metal. My, oh my, I was worried. But fortunately, the tone changed when David Guetta came on. Following this, Dead or Alive's You Spin Me Round, getting better. Oh, wow, he's getting sassier and sassier. But then, perhaps the greatest moment of my trip ha- happened. This was played. He sent me a YouTube link here. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna play it just because we've played it before. But I will tell you that the song, and you are right about it, getting sassy and sassier, was Verka. <laughs> <laughs> just like all the way from heavy metal, David Guetta, Dead or Alive, Verka. Oh, amazing! <laughs> Imagine you like. I think I would never stop screeching <laughs> if I was hitchhiking in the middle of nowhere with someone that didn't really speak the same language. Yeah. And they put on Verka. Yeah. I just heard that initial. Dun, 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 dun. I would screech yeah. in their face. <laughs> they would have to pull the car over. They'd have to. <laughs> because I would never stop laughing. Um, and then we could dance around the car. Yeah. Oh, and then perfect. you bond and be best friends forever. Yeah, that's it. And that, you don't need to speak the sound language. You no. speak the language of song. <laughs> um, he's done it again. Oh, bloody ruined he's it. made it wet again. <laughs> uh, Thomas goes on to say, Isabel... This week's, i.e. last week's story, was so beautiful. Ah, oh, thanks, love. A fascinating life and tale. And don't worry about going off on tangents. They, ha- they are hilarious. <laughs> and mainly when we're drunk. Like, we were drunk. I don't know what yeah. happened. Thomas says the tangents are hilarious and interesting and just as entertaining as the rest of the podcast. Roland, this week's song was wonderful. Okay. Unlike your brave attempt the week before. I can't remember what the brave attempt the week before was. But anyway, eight points. All the best from still your only question mark listener in Bulgaria. Tom. Mm. Thanks, Tom. Tom from Bulgaria. Tom throwing out compliments to all of us. We're very happy with that. Thanks, babes. Thanks, all you lovely emailers. Okay, Isabel. Yes. Shall I do my story? Go for it, mate. So, Isabel, we are continuing my trilogy here of when ex-Eurovision performers decide to dip their toes into politics. Mm -hmm. Last week, we had the lovely story of Domenico Modugno, um, who sung songs, campaigned for the rights for disabled people, and saved sea turtles. Absolute dream, babe. Dream, babe. This week, I would like to talk to you about a Eurovision contestant named Dana... (gasps) And her entry into the Eurovision Song Contest all the way back in 1970. 
Oh, oh, I was about to smash yeah, your face no, in. I know you fucking were. <laughs> was, there was about to be a murder. Oh, no, no, don't worry. I was I was intentionally doing that, playing with tension. Ooh. Oh, he's good, isn't he? He's a good, he's a good story, Della. Dana Rosemary Scallon. Oh, I love the name Rosemary. Yeah. Uh, Dana Rosemary Scallon grew up on the rough streets of Derry in Northern Ireland. Now, Derry in the 1960s was actually a, a, a pretty fractious and, and dangerous uh, place to be living. It was the focal point for a lot of skirmishes basically during the Northern Irish conflict. Quick history lesson. I love a quick history lesson. Who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> None um, of us listened at school, so no, go for it. No, here we go. This is where we learn all our stuff that we can bring up when we're drunk. At, at, <laughs> you at learn it parties. now, age yeah. 28. Yeah, that's it. And above. Uh, so basically, for those of you who don't know about the history of the conflict in Northern Ireland, between the late 60s and roughly 1998, basically a low-level war took place in Northern Ireland. The conflict was largely politically motivated, but had religious elements of inherently buried within it the main conflict was over over whether northern ireland should remain a part of the uk or not the unionists who were mainly protestant wanted northern ireland to remain within the united kingdom and the nationalists who were largely catholic wanted northern ireland to leave the uk and join a united ireland Mm -hmm. the conflict basically began during a campaign to end discrimination against the catholic uh, and nationalist minority by the Protestant uh, unionist, unionist government and police force. Uh, the campaign was basically met with violent resistance by the loyalists. Uh, by the end of the conflict, almost 50,000 people had been injured, with 3,532 deaths, including 1,841 civilians. So it was all in all a pretty uh, bloody and awful conflict. Uh, so in amongst all of that conflict and all of that tragedy, our young Dana was growing up in a Catholic upbringing with her three brothers and two sisters. When she was just six years old, she entered and won a talent contest in St. Columns. Lots of these Eurovision lot are nice. into the talent contest. Start early, isn't it? Start them early. Did you ever do a talent contest? <sighs> I did, uh, <laughs> I did uh, in primary school... Yeah, I uh, entered the school talent contest. Uh, we did a mime and dance to Aqua Barbie Girl, and I did the man who did "Come on, Barbie, let's oh go my party." God. That is not far off from what I was going to say. <laughs> I won a playground talent competition. <sighs> a playground one. It was like organised, organised, yeah, um, where I lip synced and danced to Billy Piper because we want to and I had two of my friends be the backing dancers. We were the campus children. Oh my god, <laughs> were we? <laughs> oh, we were meant we were meant for this podcast. Oh, <laughs> there I was singing along. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh anyway, uh I also once did an audition for a um pantomime. This was back when I thought I'd be a child actor uh, or my mum wanted me to be a child actor. And we I ain't blaming to... you, Mum. <laughs> and we had to learn a dance to Lou Bega's Mambo Number no. Five. <laughs> I listened to the song. I'd pay good money <laughs> to watch that. I listened to the song like probably about a hundred times, and so like it was on my Now album. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've 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 genuinely listened to that song. Yeah. I think over a thousand times. It's like burned into my memory now. Like as yeah. soon as that bum bum 
Bam, 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 yeah. Bam. I was like, I get really annoyed when people say all the names wrong. Oh god, because oh, yeah. they are. That's like an alphabet. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. That will never leave me <laughs> on my deathbed. I'll just be reciting that song. Anyway, I'm sure Donna was doing the same <laughs> sort of thing, dancing to Lou Bega and 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 Aqua Barbie Girl. She won the contest. I'm like, did you win? Yeah. I can't remember if I won or not. I didn't get in the audition, so. Uh, Dana um, learnt the piano, the violin, the acoustic guitar, sang in a school choir, and also had several years of ballet practice under her belt, too. It seemed like she and probably her parents were set on her becoming a superstar. By the early 1960s, Dana had formed a trio with her two sisters who perform mainly at charity concerts put on by her father. Um, the Irish love that. Oh, they love it. Yeah, exactly. Just sing a song with your sisters. Aww. It's easy. You're all in the same place at the same time. You can just well practice. Yeah. Um, so after a uh, while performing at these charity concerts, her older sister Eileen decided that the musical life wasn't for her and she quit the band to become a hairdresser. <laughs> Fair enough. Of course she did, Eileen. Eileen, hairdresser. Um, the duo, uh, her and her remaining sister, continued, however, and after an aunt contacted a friend in the music industry, oh. you know, we've got them, an aunt with a friend in the music industry, um, recording contra- company Decca offered the pair a recording contract, at which point her other sister decided to decline the offer, got married and moved to the United States of America, leaving Dana all on her own. This... Didn't stop Dana, however, and after taking her O-levels, she sent off a demo to Decca, who snapped her up as a solo artist. Excellent stuff. She didn't need the rest of him. No, fuck him. (laughs) I'm sure she didn't say that, but you know, I am. Uh, (laughs) After her first single came out to sort of fairly middling sales, she began performing in Dublin's cabaret and folk clubs at weekends, where she slowly began gaining popularity. She entered the Irish National Song Contest in 1969 and failed. But she re-entered in 1970 with a song called All Kinds of Everything. Vague. (laughs) All sorts of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Uh, And she won. Uh, Which meant that she was off to represent Ireland in the Eurovision Song Contest 1970. 1970. 1970. Oh, lovely stuff. Time ago. Dana. My dad would know this one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's quite dad, well known. He hadn't contacted us in a while. Yeah, bloody hell. Basically yeah. means I've not heard from you. <laughs> Is he all right? Well, we, talk, we saw the snake thing. Oh, my God. The yeah. snake. Yeah, he's fine. He's all right. Mm. Dana later said that she was aware of the world's perception of her country, and more specifically, her own town, through the news reports of conflict and gun battles. What she wanted to do was to show the world that that was not the town that she knew, that conflict didn't represent the spirit of the people in her town. Bearing in mind at this point that she was only 19 years old, uh, it was, you know, she was very young to have the weight of representing her town and her country mm. on her shoulders. So she went onto that stage. She performed last overall in the night. Um, let's have a quick listen to her song. I warn you, it's it's pretty sickly oh, sweet. Okay. You know, you told me I was being sickly sweet. I think I was influenced by this song. Let's have okay. a listen to all kinds of everything. Everything. Remind me of you. 
sings bright and yeah. blue. Is that and uh, uh, what's the one from Sound of Music? These are a few, few of my, my favorite things. things. It's very yeah. I mean, it's very. I mean, it was the seven. It was early seventies, and you know, it was very positive. It, it pretty, as we say, pretty sickly sweet, and not necessarily aged that well. So, uh, in terms of the other performers uh, that year, the UK were actually uh, strong favourites going in that year. In fact, the UK delegation were so sure of victory that they had organised a winners party to be thrown after the contest. This is why a people don't like us as a nation, <laughs> and b we deserve to have everything good taken away from oh, us. Yeah. What a stinky little attitude. My mum... Stinky as Patsy's bum bum was earlier. (laughs) Jesus Christ, there we go. Um, My mum always used to say to me, and she used to have to say this to me quite a lot, pride comes before a fall, Roland. Mm. And I would say... (laughs) (laughs) I would say the same... To the UK UK oh my delegation. Gosh, I'd have loved to meet you as an obnoxious, <laughs> precocious child. You'd have been worse than me. I've got, and I was bad. Yeah. I've got this dance to Lou Bega, Mum, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roland Pride comes before. Uh, cool. oh <laughs> I didn't God. I didn't get that role. Uh anyway, so as we just said, Pride comes before a fall. Well, Dana put an end to their pride, firmly beating the UK into second place, scoring 32 points to the UK's 26. Dana was instantly a hero in Ireland. When she arrived back at the Dublin airport, she explained that there must have been at least 5,000 people there to greet her, cheering her arrival. They were celebrating not only the success at Eurovision, but also that people were finally hearing their voice. There was finally... You know, they were they were finally put on the world stage and, and, and couldn't just be forgotten or remembered as a country that's at war with itself. Yeah. As we you know, as we've said many, many times, it's about representing your country as a as a positive place. Somewhere for, that is beautiful and has culture yep. and positivity yep. and is still full of love and, and yeah. Yeah, isn't just what whatever is appearing in the media. Yeah. Yeah. Um after spending a short time in Dublin, Dana was flown to a small airport in Derry. Now, this seems like a fairly minor thing. It's probably maybe like a 40-minute flight. It was actually the first time that a plane had travelled from the Republic of Ireland into Northern Ireland, which is a very wow. significant event for cross-border she relations. She was on it. She was on it, and it was her flight. Like, they That's flew so it rad. for her. Uh, the song All Kinds of Everything would go on to sell more than 2 million units in countries around the world. Off the back of this, she released an album of the same name, which performed well. And we're going to sort of jump through a bit of time now. Over the next nine years, Dana released five albums with a variety of successes and slightly disappointing releases. Uh, a career-changing moment for her, however, occurred when Pope, John Paul II came to Ireland in 1979. JP! The, JP too. Wow. Uh, the, the visit inspired her uh, to write a song with her husband called Totus Tus, which what? means... Eh? Which means, in Latin, uh, it means totally yours. Oh, shut your <laughs> mouth. No, it doesn't. It does. I quite shut like up. that. <laughs> totally yours. Uh, it was a... It was uh. a christian religious like song the first uh christian christian pop. yeah christian pop this is nothing against christianity well, my dad's a vicar remember i'm very uh, liberal christian, but christian pop. pop's awful well this is where uh you know so far we've we've painted uh dana and you know a very positive light building bridges you know doing you know lo- lovely things 
Uh, for me, this is where Dana starts slipping in oh. our in our estimations. So you know, this oh, song is this a bad one? Is she a bad well, one? She's just she's she's Dana. Um, oh. um, so Totus Twos or Totally Yours uh, <laughs> went <laughs> to number one in Ireland and actually raised her appeal in America owing to the much larger Christian music market oh. over there. Bloody Christian music. Um, she began touring Christian music festivals in the States and was offered a recording contract uh, over God. that song. Yeah, God offered her a recording contract. Wow. He said, I ain't, I ain't got money for you, but I'll look after you. Uh, it wasn't with God. It was with an actual recording company. Yeah. A Christian one, though. So. Mm. <laughs> not that that... I mean, you know, it's not quite real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, she continued writing Christian music. And although she actually... The song she wrote, Totally Yours, um, she wrote for Pope John Paul II's visit to Ireland, she actually missed his visit doing something else more important probably um, she finally got to meet him when she performed at the superdome in new orleans oh, in front of eighty thousand people what is happened and after after the performance the pope himself made his way onto the stage to personally thank her apparently it was so a great got performance. All better to do you know, he was just there he was like bloody hell she's good i'll go and thank her thanks thanks, thanks. dana uh totally yours soon soon after this her husband got a job working full time for a christian television network anyway in 1997 dana began receiving letters from people in ireland suggesting that she run for the irish presidency <laughs> she's had no before now no interest in politics so she initially initially dismissed the mm. idea however soon the media got involved and started backing the campaign to get her to run and we all know the good things that come from when a celebrity with no previous experience <laughs> running for president decides to enter politics. Yes. Hooray. So she decided to run because people said she should, basically. She stood as an independent. She was like, fuck, I don't need any party backing me. Nope. She's got God on her side. I'm gonna, yeah, me and God standing side by side. Me and JP too. She's, she stood in 1997 in the race for the Irish presidency. Um, 97 1997 yeah after um, voting took place however it was revealed that Dana couldn't quite replicate the success of Eurovision and she came in third place with 13% of the vote however before she returned home to the United States she did give one of my favourite sort of meaningless sound bites ever which I (laughs) want to be able to use at some point in my life she said I may not be a president but I am a precedent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Doesn't mean LinkedIn anything. profile update <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I may not be a president, but I am a precedent. Wowie. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be able to use that in some mm. in some context at some point in my life. Um, in 1999, she took the U.S. citizenship oath. Uh, basically, the oath, the U.S. citizenship, means you have to uh, renounce your allegiance to any other allegiance to any other state or country yeah. and that you are a US citizen. She had to give up Ireland. Well that's it, yeah. That same year she stood as an independent in Ireland for the European Parliament. So up until and as as I said, actually, you know, Dana took a little fall in our estimations when she started doing Christian music. She's about to take another uh fall in our estimations now. Mm-hmm. So she stood uh for a member of the European Parliament. She campaigned <laughs> her main campaigning points were Opposition to abortion, 
opposition to contraception. Why? Opposition to divorce. And she took a Eurosceptic stance on the EU. Nope. No, Donna. We we don't like Donna anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, she is consistent with her Catholic upbringing. Apart from the Euroscepticism has nothing to do with being Catholic, but... Um, abortion, contraception, she's, and divorce. Are yeah, she's con- fucking consistent uh, with being mean. Uh, in two thousand and uh, one, she act- oh no, so she actually uh, she she won uh, and became a member of the European Parliament. Cool. Um, in two thousand and one, also uh, she successfully opposed a proposed amendment to the Irish Constitution that would have legalised the morning after pill and the IUD as well. So, like you know, all the rights for women. Nah, don't worry about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she was member of the European Parliament um, for a few years, five years. Uh, in 2004, she lost her European Parliament seat and she took just 13.5% of the vote. So clearly people had tired Good. of her shitty ways after that. Uh, after a few years of performing and making TV appearances across Ireland, Dana wanted to take one last crack at the Irish presidency. She hadn't quite had enough of uh, politics We've had over there. We've had enough of you, Dana. Yeah, she announced on the 19th, 19th of September 2011 that she was going to have another go and, and run for Irish presidency. She gained enough county council's backing uh, to successfully make her a candidate. After tough campaigning, uh, it was revealed on the 7th of October that Dana had a dual US and Irish citizenship. <laughs> citizenship. Uh, That's what it is when you're a douchebag. Yeah, shitishness. I give you a shitishness. <laughs> Which meant, as we said, Donna had had to announce, uh, renounce her like yeah, allegiances Irishness. to Ireland. Uh, Donna denied that she was hiding this from the public and basically said, well, I, "I just no one had asked, no one had asked, so I didn't say anything about <laughs> it." Um, and and saying that her U.S. citizenship was not an issue then or now and she had no reason to hide it um and apparently she didn't she carried on campaigning um however after uh, the vote took place on the 27th of october dana rosemary scallon gained 2.9 percent of the vote ah, <laughs> and came in sixth, lower, sixth place out of seven it seems that dana could never quite achieve the same success that saw her become a household name all those years ago. Because Seems everyone like... thought she was nice in the 70s. Yeah, exactly. Seems like she's slightly become out of touch. Mm. Isn't that <laughs> funny how that happens? Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, being a household name, Dana actually shares a name, as we noted at the beginning, with one other Eurovision legend, Dana International. The best Dana. The best Dana. The, the, good, the open, good, open, loving Dana with love in her heart. Now, Dana uh, actually uh, got her name from uh, taking a feminized version of a friend called Daniel, who uh, uh, tragically died in a car accident when she was younger. Um, however, when the original Dana was asked about sharing a name with trans superstar oh, Dana International, my back's getting up already. <laughs> no, no I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry. Actually, she she took it fairly lightly and funny. Mm. Dana responded by saying, "I was quite upset because she definitely has better legs than me." Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And mm. uh, <laughs> that is the story 
of the second of my trilogy of Eurovision stars becoming political heroes Lovely. slash anti-heroes. Yeah. Slightly less, slightly less dramatic or uh, lovely than... Um, but a good one to know, nonetheless. I didn't know about that. Yeah, she's she's a huge name in Eurovision history. Mm. Um, Bob Geldof, uh, there's a documentary called The Secret History of Eurovision. Yeah. And Bob Geldof talks about this song. And like he sort of goes, oh yeah, it was really important. It brought together a lot of people. And then basically for about a minute goes on about how shit the actual song is. And oh. just like, it's all like, it is very like twee and sort of... Yeah really leans into those irish stereotypes yeah. of like aren't we all lovely and like yeah. oh it's all like greenfields and la di da di da um but uh and the song is a bit like that she's a bit like that she's a bit wet but there you go i'd rather her be wet than a bigot though mm. so she's wet and a bigot yeah yeah so anyway there we go like a wet politician not politician well she was a politician for a bit yeah um and but you know a real icon mates with the pope and it mates with the pope yeah anyway anyway from uh wet to let's hope something else uh it's my time to attempt to come up with a eurovision smash hit lovely it's my time for a song Go for it, mate. Isabel. Yeah. This week, yeah. I I told myself I wanted to do I wanted to do three things. Let's say let's say three things. Okay. I wanted something I could strut to. Oh, <laughs> okay. I love a strut. Yeah. I wanted something sexy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I wanted to push the barrier, but I really have tried to make it something that will slip under the radar of oh, Jon's no. watchful guys. Oh, no. Okay? So I think... Double entendres. I'm going ch- to challenge you that I think this... There's nothing in this that wouldn't be allowed in, but it's sexy. Oh, this is... Wait, it's, <laughs> it's Roland sexy. sexy. Now, well, now listen, Isabel. I want you to go in... And we've had this conversation before. Don't think of it as me singing or doing okay. a sexy dance. Okay. Think of it as a sexy man doing a sexy okay. dance. So, Isabel, I want you... I, I'm challenging you. Prove me wrong, but I think this is going to be allowed. Okay. <laughs> this song is called Give Me Your Hole. Nope. 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 <laughs> no, banned already. No, that's nope. fine. Stop. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Give, banned. Here we go. This is... Nope. No, it's not being played. It's not being played. <laughs> no, it is. Hole. W H O L E. Give me your hole. Like, your hole. Like, all of you. Give me your hole. Are you ready? This is Give Me Your Hole. <laughs> Watch out, baby, because here I come with a, a look so cool. I make your feet go numb. And now you got hot fever because you're looking at me. Well, baby, let me use your back. You can use mine for free Don't get me wrong, I'm not the usual type I'll kiss you gently and I'll touch you just right I'm not your A to Z kind of regular guy Oh no, I flip the whole thing over so you comes before I And Casanova ain't got nothing on me Just let me in, cause it's easy to see You've got my mind, my body, my Your fantasy Let's go further than you've gone In all your wildest dreams 
I'll be your test drive, punching bag, all this for you. I'm so full of passion, would you like to try passion fruit? Yeah. Oh, get on it. If you got it, then you should flaunt it. Make them hungry, make them all want it. You give me chills just like I've been haunted. Are you a ghost? Are you a demon? Call a priest, you got me believing. Am I awake or am I still dreaming? The way you move, you got the room screaming. I like you, baby, when you moan and you shout. That's what I care for, that's what I'm all about. And when you squeeze me, baby, I know you're almost done. And then I look you in the eyes now that I feel that you've had fun. Yeah, I know that you've had fun. And Casanova ain't got nothing on me. Just let me in, cause it's easy to see. You've got my mind. Nope. <laughs> you can't just say no. That's clean. No. That's clean. They're all cl- it's clean. No. 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 Completely no. Completely no. clean. Completely. Flip the whole. Flip the whole. The whole thing over so you. No. 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 No, I. no. No. I'm not your A to Z regular guy. I'll flip the whole thing over so you comes for it. It's just talking about the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's the alphabet. No. The letter so, U comes before I. Yeah, I get the context yeah, you're saying, yeah. but it, no. <laughs> Give me your hole. Give me your hole. If someone said that to me, <laughs> they would lose teeth. But yeah, okay. you no. But in the context so, of, I'll give you, I, I'll give you all I've got. So give me your. I no, I can't say it. Look Stop it. No, do not look down at the floor, you grubby boy. So that song, hmm. uh, the actual like. Tune behind it. Great. Yeah. There was more than a touch of Michael Jackson about that mm-hmm, certain mm-hmm, bits mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm, like that Bruno Mars, Prince. Prince Michael Jackson. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. that could be. Funky. Strutty. Um, yeah, funky and strutty. Great. And yeah. it's great until you start being dirty, <laughs> n- dirty, dirty mouth boy. Um, and being filthy. I kept it gender neutral. So, well, I'm not your kind of, I'm talking about me as a guy, but you know, it could, you know, sexy for anyone. Too sexy. sexy. Roland Bodden, sexy. sexy for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be your LinkedIn profile. Um, yeah, uh, you, I mean, I it wouldn't get one. through. Fuck. No. Damn it. So fundamentally, Slavko talked about you're wet not dreams. even going to get. <laughs> he talked about wet dreams and he got through. But That's... only like one bit. Yeah, it wasn't the whole song. It was a no. sexy, that was a sexy song. Yeah, that was a sexy song. Let me ride your rocket, I think he said at one mm. point, like, or we'll ride a rocket. Yeah. That was sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Uh, lovely Slavko. Oh, sexy lovely Slavko. Slavko. Um, no, I think that's too sexy. Give me your whole Because I think there's like a slight difference. Yeah. On the nose. <laughs> for, for, not for Eurovision songs. Is that a good chat up line? I'm not your A to Z regular guy. No. I'll flip the whole thing over no. so you comes before I. <laughs> no. Ca- no. No. I mean, it wouldn't get through. But if it did. If you change the lyrics slightly, yeah. so that you didn't talk about girls' holes. Oh, not necessarily girls. I kept it gender neutral. Okay. <laughs> you didn't talk about people's holes. Yeah. Okay. In that way. Okay. I would have given that. Maybe you'd have got a ten for that. See, really? I'm really into the like. Fun okay, funky. Yeah. Maybe an eight. But, but you just pushed not, it too far. Not like. So I'm gonna gross. whip you down a few points there. <laughs> okay. And say that you get cease. 
Six. Six. Yeah, that's fine. You too know, sexy. Gonna, yeah, yeah, too. I mean, not sexy, just gross. So instead, you're sexy. Sexy, hey. not sexy. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. That is our song done this week. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm picking up some hints and tips. Uh, don't be too sexy. It's hard. Sometimes I'm just too te- too sexy. <laughs> I mean, I've managed to keep my hands off you for the last two and a half years. That's so. uh, true. That's true. You're yeah. very controlled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's end the podcast there. If you think you can do better and be less sexy than me, oh yeah, uh, contact us. Give us an email. Oh, we haven't done any of the contacts. Uh, give us an email at Euphoria podcast at euphoria podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at euphoria cast uh i have a prize i don't oh. know if you have a prize i'm gonna add it really quick to the prize pool of all our stuff that you can win Fucking if you hell. send us a song send us something because it's all piling uh, up my bedroom yeah. now and i need to get rid of it uh, i am entering into this prize pool a lovely jar <laughs> within which is a scented soy candle shut up mm. I want Give that. that a smell, Isabel, and tell the listening public it's green fig. What it smells like. Hand poured in London. I, I've I've only lit it once, so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still there largely. Oh, wait. It's nice, right? Oh, so lovely! It, it, it looks fancy. It's in like candle. a nice brown jar. It's very East London hipster. It's very yeah. It's, it's very nice. So. That goes in with other, uh, all our other prizes. It's this prize. is one that if no one does it, I'm going to have. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, Thank we can you. split the prize for. Um, so bloody <laughs> sending a song. There's a big pile of just prizes. There's so someone, many prizes. Someone to win. Which are just going to get shared out between me, Roland, yeah. and the charity shops down the yeah. road for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so do that. You've got the email address uh, and tweet at us as well and just send us a nice email. Let's end the podcast now, Isabel, in the yeah. way we end yeah. every yeah. single podcast yeah. this season. Yeah. Isabel, Jon mm-hmm. Olas sent me an email. Oh, God, wait, no, really? <laughs> no, no, I've just no, no, had no, a, no. an accident. I mean, I wish he had. Okay. But uh, let's imagine. <laughs> Jon Ola has sent me an email. He thinks it's been too long since a Eurovision start has entered into politics, and he wants you to be the campaign manager. <gasps> Only problem is, he doesn't yet have the star. He's leaving the choice to you, Isabel. Isabel, who will you decide to be the next Euro star to make the transition into politics, and on what issue will their platform be based i think there's only one person and one person alone who would be calm enough suave enough respected enough with a a sort of quiet forcefulness (laughs) okay everyone could get on side with yeah yeah it's me isn't it (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) I mean, I'd have to just sit Yon down and be like, Yon baby, it's not about them. It's about you. It's always been about you. Of course you're meant to be the person that has this platform. Yeah. And yeah. you can stand for everyone. You can have that voice of being the voice of a thousand nations uh, as he has been throughout his time uh, as head of the EBU. I mean, who wouldn't want Yon Ola as king of the world? That's it. Or is that just me? Yon for king. Yon for Lord Yon. Lord, Lord Yon. Yon. There you Lord go. Lord Yon of Eurovision. Yon, if you're listening, we've got your retirement plan worked Doing out. Doing it, mate. And it's not to retire, it's to be fucking king of the world. Hell yeah. Uh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you know Yon, let him know. He's just been entered into the <laughs> king of the world contest. Uh, <laughs> that is all we've got time for this week. Thank you all for listening and we will see you again next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Love guys. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.